everyone, welcome. We're in the summer edition, Ask on Location. Who are the poor in spirit? Is smoking a sin? And what are some cool evidences that the flood really happened? This is the week we answer on Ask. All right, welcome back. Remember, we can't have any episodes of Ask if you don't ask questions. So go to our website, cornerstonebv.org, and go to our media page, drop down Ask, and just write your questions, submit them, um, keep them brief. Bible, faith, life, funny questions, we don't care. Uh, we need them, you're gonna provide them. All right, you always do, we love them. All right, so the first was, who are the poor in spirit? And so again, a nice, succinct question, like it, but maybe a little bit of explanation, right? Matthew, um, in the book of Matthew, um, the Beatitudes, in the beginning of chapter five, Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, right? It's the poor in spirit who belong to the kingdom of God. So that's a great question. If you want to be part of the kingdom of God, you want to be poor in spirit. And so poor in spirit is not really about, it has nothing to do with your money and your physical bank account. It is um, understanding in a profound, deeply profound way that you are a sinner to the point where you can't do anything about it. So you're spiritually bankrupt, right? So what happens then is you realize you need to be saved from that and you can't do it. So you turn to God and he saves you through the blood of Jesus Christ. So that's why Jesus says, blessed are those. Uh, everyone is poor in spirit, but blessed who, everyone is poor, right? But blessed are those who, who, who realize they're poor in spirit because they'll turn to God in salvation. And when that, that happens, they're in with the kingdom of God. And if they do not, and if you think, you can save yourself. If you think you can rectify the problem, you will not inherit the kingdom of God because you don't come to the Savior Jesus Christ who you desperately need, right? Second question, love it. Of the historical evidence for Noah's Ark, what is the most impressive and how can I learn more? All right, well, I, I mean, you know, I, I'll give you a few that I like. I don't know if you'll find them the most impressive. There's actually a lot. Um, I did a, a seminar on Noah's Ark, um, really talking mostly about how the evidence is of the flood, but also the evidence is that it's a worldwide flood. Because that seems to be the question within the church over the generate over the centuries is, okay, okay, it's in the Bible, it happened, but it was local. And that's just, just it, it just can't be. You have to do too many gymnastics with the Bible and with the evidences to do that. So it was worldwide. It's okay to believe that. Um, one of the problems with science is they, they're, they're going into something with an assumption that that's not possible. That, that there, it's not possible that there is a God who judged the earth. And so therefore, they have other explanations for clear evidences and they do gymnastics and science and say it's evolution or time or chance, those kinds of things. So let me just give you a few. Um, there are sea creatures buried on the top of mountains, specifically the Himalayas, huge mountaintops. They have found uh, fossilized sea creatures on the top of a mountain. So unless somebody dragged them all the way up there, they got there somehow, how do you think it happened, right? Um, uh, another one is um, that the, we'll just say sand transportation, right? So the sand that makes up uh, the sand, uh, sandstone layer of the Grand Canyon in Arizona came all the way from Northern US, the far Eastern US and Canada. So it's the same sand. How would it have gotten there if it wasn't a worldwide flood? Um, and a third of many, many I could give you that I, I probably like the best is uh, it takes very special conditions, scientists have found, to make a fossil, right? To see an actual fossil hardened in rock of an animal. Um, and yet, we have mass graves of fossils 
like tons of different kinds of animals in one spot. And that's impossible. And some of them are literally digesting food. So it happened immediately. And so the only explanation for that is a catastrophic event like a flood, okay? So it's asked, I'm not gonna give you a hundred other things, but if you want more um, answers in Genesis, uh, it's a great website. Just Google Answers in Genesis and um, and come up there with their website and just put in the search evidence of the flood, evidence of Noah's Ark. They have so many articles. They have articles for kids. Great learning stuff. So that's where I would uh, tell you to go to. There's also some good books on it as well. So uh, let me know. I can always um, forward those to you. Okay. Lastly, is smoking a sin? So. Um, what are you smoking? <laughs> I mean, right, first of all. Uh, so, uh, but I guess we don't really, I'm just gonna assume you're talking about tobacco, but you could be talking about something else. Um, here's the thing, the Bible's silent on some of those things. Maybe in the church we've said, doing that is absolutely a sin. So, what the Bible is clear on is we're made in the image of God, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and to purposely harm ourselves, right, in a, any kind of way, is, is wrong, it's, it's outside of God's will for your life. So that could be a lot of different things, right? Food, uh, drugs or alcohol, smoking tobacco, all of those types of categories. So is it wrong to consistently smoke? Yeah, because you're, you're poisoning your body. Um, if somebody smoked a, a cigar once in a while or a, a pipe, you know, tobacco pipe, I mean, you're gonna call that a sin. It's hard for me to say because you're, you're not probably really harming yourself if you do it every once in a while. Some would argue with me, but you know, um, Charles Spurgeon, the great Prince of Preacher says when he puffs on a cigar, his first puff is to the Lord. He eventually did quit. So I, I think, you know, just meant he, he wasn't perfect. Um, but I, I would just say like anything, you, you have to ask like, what am I doing? Is this, is this good for my body? And if it isn't, God doesn't want you to do it. All right, hopefully that helps. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next time on Ask. Make sure you ask your questions. Uh, go to our website. And also, come see us in church this week as we continue our Colossians uh, series. We'll be there three different times, Saturday at 5, Sunday 9 or 11. We're fully open, so sit wherever you want. You don't need to sign up, and um, come join us. God bless. Talk soon.